Bill, this week I'd like to talk a little bit about school choice. We've never talked about this on Warrior Talk, and I know school choice means so many different things to different people. It could mean a voucher, an education savings account, a tuition tax credit. It could even mean a charter school or public school choice. And then the word scholarships is is uh, bantied about as being a part of school choice. But, but I think a better way to approach the issue is to call it or think about it in terms of parent choice, an initiative that allows parents to have more say in the education of their children. Well, today I have Lori Lee on our podcast. Lori is the principal of Trace Strategies and uh, is very involved with the school choice movement and educational reform in Arkansas and beyond. And I'm dialing in to Lori's office, and so you'll hear a phone conversation for the first time on Warrior Talk this week. And we're going to talk about a new school choice bill in Arkansas called HB 1371. And it's got a long title. Let me read it to you before I introduce to you Lori Lee herself. It's the Arkansas Child Academic Opportunity Scholarship and Grant Act. We'll just call it 1371. Uh, So you get the drift of where we're going today. Let me just start off by welcoming our guest, Lori Lee. Lori, thanks for joining Warrior Talk today. Oh, Gary, hey, thanks for having me. Uh, As you well know, um, this is a, a personal passion of mine that parlayed into a career. So, you know, I was the, the mom, if you will, that I'm talking about as I go around the state for the last 20 years, encouraging parents to get involved and, and have more standing in their children's education. So we have a, a bill before the legislature now, HB 1371, and it has been a work in progress, as you well know. I mean, I know I've, I've spoken to you for the last several years about a a program that would help expand options to our most vulnerable populations in Arkansas. And so every year the, the legislature meets, we try and appease, if you will, and, and try to bring everybody to the table and say, how is it that we can ensure uh, that the populations of families whose children are being educated in the state of Arkansas have access to the entire system? It's unconscionable to me in 2021 that we could pipe in Harvard University to almost any any school in the nation, and yet we have children in the state of Arkansas that are relegated to just attending the school that their parents can afford to live in that district. And so it begs the question, why is that? Why have we set up and, and why have we continued to be subject to allowing this to happen to our kids? And so I think that Many of the parents in in your school and other private schools in the state of Arkansas have the ability to access things that their kids need, and and uh, but there's a population of of people in our state that don't have that ability, and so to me it's like we're increasing the dis- disparity uh, between the the haves and the have-nots, and and I know that your school is very gracious and in helping uh, families, as are many of the private schools in our state. But what could happen to those families if the state was more interested in educating children than supporting a system that's not able to serve every every child that is geographically zoned uh, for that school? And so that's what this bill's about. And so we listened to all the stakeholders, and we added a public school portion to this, It's a $10 million program. $6 million of this would go to our poorest public schools in the state, 
The caveat being that the funds have to be spent on direct classroom or student expenses that are outlined within the bill. And then $4 million of it would be part of a um, ESA program, educational savings account. And that would allow parents and four or families, I should say, in four different categories, families that are low income earners uh, for a family of four make less than $55,000 a year, families with children who have special needs defined as an IEP, families that have foster children or foster children um, that have children that have ever been in the foster care system and adopted, and then also our active duty military children. This would allow them to access uh, just a little over $7,000 annually for each one of their children to pay for private school tuition and therapies and tutoring, uh, summer enrichment. There's even a portion of that because one of the concerns uh, was that, you know, people that are really underprivileged don't have transportation or aren't able to drive their kids to these places if they were able to get scholarships. So we actually put in a a uh, 10% transportation ability to spend on that. Lori, I got to tell you, you bring up a great point about the zip code. A zip code should not have that much power, particularly when you're talking about the future of a child's life. And yes, there is school choice for the uh, those of means. They can choose their zip code. But an average or a struggling family can, doesn't have that opportunity. I think we need to think about that more and consider ways that we can bridge over zip code school choice. And Lori, another thing that we, that we hear a lot about is public school choice, where in uh, Arkansas, that there's an opportunity for public school families to, in fact, select a public school so it's not just by neighborhood. Can you give our families a little bit more background on public school choice? Sure. And you know what? I could I could even share with you that story like like my family. I mean my kids are grown now and I've got grandkids. But but I lived in a great neighborhood. And so, you know, there are I will say that the majority of our public schools in Arkansas are good schools. And our teachers are fantastic and dedicated people. But that doesn't help the kid or the family that's struggling. So I, I, my little girl, when she was in second grade, was identified with not a diagnosable challenge, but in my family we like to call it ADOST, attention deficit of shiny thing. So she had the attention span of a gnat. So sitting in a classroom with, you know, 20 other students was not only frustrating to her and to the teacher and to the other students, uh, in the classroom, but to me, and she could have choiced out, what you're talking about, Gary, is choosing from one public school to another public school. So, yeah. for instance, if if you, you know, live in Little Rock but work in Cabot, you can you can take your child to, to school in Cabot. The challenge is that is that's a specific model. So public education is a model. And in 2021, we have, you know, now we've got like what they're calling micro schools. We've got uh, traditional public schools. We've got like Little Rock Christian private schools. Uh, we've got digital schools. We've got everything under the sun. The challenge comes in that only those families who have means or who have connections are able to access all of those. It, back to the family like mine at that time, you know, I, you know, I was a struggling single mom, and my daughter was really, really suffering in public school. And, and there were it wasn't it wasn't anyone's fault. It just was. 
And so what what are we giving the families who want their children to be educated so when they leave the education system after 12 years, they can go get a job, they can provide for their families, they can get, be contributing citizens to our communities. What, what are we offering them? And so it begs the question of this, this kind of bill allows families who do have means to donate uh, to this program and, and receive a, a one-for-one tax credit. So if you're, if you're a family, for instance, you know, I, I lived out in West Little Rock and, and there's some, you know, um, nice homes out there and some nice places, then, then you probably uh, have options unless you have a child that's severely disabled. And then, you know, those families run into gazillions of dollars to, to try and find services and solutions for their children. But but in large, you know, you, you, you could hire a teacher or a tutor or get some therapies or something. This would allow you to put your tax money that you owe the state of Arkansas and instead donate it to a scholarship for children that fit in the four pools that I described earlier, the low income, the kids with disabilities, foster children, and those of our active duty military. And so this bill really encompasses the heart of what education is and what community is in our state. It's saying, look, we value, and if we can all agree that education is the key to, you know, uh, a life of, of being able to realize whatever your own American dream would be, whether that's being, you know, a, a construction worker or a brain surgeon, without education, your options are completely limited. And so I feel like in our state, in many states actually, we've kind of like written some people off, like we're just going to keep them in this box. But if we opened up the door and allowed them to realize and have access to the same options that that many of our families do or even all the options that are available now in 2021, what a difference would that make in our communities? What a difference would that make in our economy, in our crime rate, in our overall health? And so I guess that's a long answer to uh, your question, uh, but I hope that that that's helpful. It really does. It makes it so much more clear and manageable. I got to tell you, I've never met a more passionate advocate for school choice than you, Lori, and you are such a hard worker. I mean, you are leading the Iditarod uh, race and this venture, and I'm sure it feels like an Iditarod at so many points along the legislative calendar, but I want to thank you for that. Here, Here's a practical um, a final question for you today, Lori, and that is there's a list of representatives on the Education Committee in the Capitol, and when I look at their district, no one there is specifically from our school's area, West Little Rock. And so what should a citizen do to support this bill or to uh, stir the legislature in the right direction on this? That's a great question, Gary. And and I will share with you, and I, I don't want to sound condescending to your audience, but I don't know how much they understand about the legislative session. But the House Education Committee is the committee where they decide if the entire body gets to vote on it. So they, they decide if your legislator that out there in West Little Rock gets to vote on it. So they are literally should be responsive to every citizen in the state. And so I would encourage your listeners to call the, the list of legislators. And one of the challenges that I think a lot of people feel when they start 
being asked to call legislators is they, they feel like they have to be policy experts, or they feel like they have to know a lot about what's going on. And, and here's what I've learned in almost 20 years of doing this. Just share your story. Mm. Share your heart. Share about a family that you know or a child that you know that would benefit from a program like this. Share why you chose a private education for your child and why it was important for you to have that option. And so to call. And then I would say, go ahead and reach out to your, because once this gets, and, and hopefully uh, it will get through the education committee, it will go to the entire floor. And I'll tell you this, that, that usually, uh, not to be too political, this falls on party lines, unfortunately. But if your legislator happens to be a Democrat, you need to call them anyway, even though you might um, assume that they're a no, and, and share with them. Because the state of our state is so important. And again, back to if we agree that education is the answer, then we've got to do something different. And when they push back and they start telling you, oh, we've got to fund our public schools, oh, we can't, leave, then push back and say, is education about public schools or is it about the public? Is it about our children or is it about the teachers union? Is it about superintendents or is it about families and communities? What is the purpose of education? And until we can all agree that the purpose of education is for every single child in the state of Arkansas to have the opportunity to access an education that will help them learn, then I don't know that we can go anywhere with this. Yeah, I love that word opportunity. That sums it up. Lori, I I can't thank you enough for your perseverance. And I, I often reflect on the life story of Virginia Walden Ford, who's really the matriarch of school choice nationally. And to think that here she is, a citizen of Little Rock, with a Little Rock story that in so many ways, uh, if it didn't birth the school choice movement, it certainly fueled it. That we can stand on her shoulders and take it the next lap, the next leg around the the, the racetrack is an honor. I want to thank you very much, Lori, for joining us this week on Warrior Talk. And I'll distribute to our families the names of the uh, education committee, and then they'll also have uh, access to our own representatives. So I want to thank you so much for joining me, Lori. And and Lori, thank you for the opportunity. And we believe that all children should have the opportunity for an excellent education of a parent's choice, whether it's faith-based or not. It's what fits the mission of any particular family, of any tax-paying family in this state. So, Lori, thank you for for joining us and all that you do. Gary, thanks for having me, and uh, I would love to anytime uh, be on your show, whether this bill passes or not, and, and, and I hope it does. Uh, we will be out in communities, our organization, talking to parents and, and working to build networks of parents that want to make education in each one of our communities in Arkansas better. Well, I ran a few minutes over time. Till next week, go in peace and go Warriors. Mm-hmm.